Hello, everyone. This is Weekday Devotion, and it's Pastor Daniel. Thanks for joining in today. And this week, we're going to be going through the really short book of Philemon. Uh, this book, of course, is written by the Apostle Paul. In fact, it's the last letter of Paul that's in the New Testament. Not necessarily the last one he wrote, but it is the last one in the order of the books in the New Testament. So today, we're going to begin by looking at verses 1 through 3. So let's read this together. Book of Philemon. Paul. A prisoner for Christ Jesus and Timothy, our brother. To Philemon, our beloved fellow worker, and Aphia, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and the church in your house, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, here we have just a standard greeting that is pretty common in the letters of Paul. However, we immediately recognize that this letter is not just from Paul, it is also from Timothy. Now, we don't know how much of this letter Timothy actually wrote, or if Paul is just including Timothy as a bystander as Paul writes this, but this letter is sent to Philemon, to Aphia, and to Archippus on behalf of Paul and Timothy. So, let's just kind of dive into who this Philemon character is, and possibly Aphia and Archippus, who those people are. Well, Philemon here seems to be the host of a church, the church that meets in his house, it says here in verse 2. Now, Philemon, we know historically, was a pretty wealthy aristocrat in the in the Roman Empire, wealthy enough to own slaves, as we'll see. And so he owned slaves, and at some point, Philemon had become a believer, a follower of Jesus, and had begun to host the church in his home. Uh, most hold that Aphia, which uh, here Paul refers to as our sister, is Philemon's wife, and then Archippus could have been uh, a son or could have been a, a high-ranking servant in the house of Philemon. So right at, the, right at the very onset of this book, this book has to do with slavery. And slavery in, in our nation's history is a, an extreme evil. And in fact, it is always an evil. And uh, the Bible does address slavery, but it doesn't, uh, it never promotes it as a good thing. It always, you know, talks about, uh, you know, moving towards freedom, and but it also addresses if you find yourself as a slave, how to live your life, and if you find yourself as a master, how to treat your slaves, and those sort of things. But here, we're going to see today kind of God's passion and God's heart, uh, as revealed through Paul's heart, about slavery. Now, slavery in biblical times is quite a bit different than the slavery we know of in our history books in the United States. Slavery in the United States was permanent, and it was racial. Uh, it was based on ethnicity. It was African for it was only for Africans who would become African Americans, um, and they were would be enslaved their entire life. Um, it's just a horrific, worst slavery situation in history that I know of. Um, however, in biblical times, slavery was temporary. Uh, you would become someone's slave if you were conquered uh, until you had been indoctrinated into a, a new country's culture. Uh, you could be enslaved if you owed a debt, and so you would become that person's slave to whom you owed money uh, until your debt had been paid. Uh, or it didn't necessarily win your debt. If, sometimes if a man and if a family was in debt, uh, the sons or daughters would become slaves until that debt was paid. Uh, it was temporary, and it was also not based on ethnicity. 
all kinds of ethnicities were slaves during the Roman Empire. Uh, even Romans could become slaves to Romans. And what's interesting, slaves could also own slaves in the Roman Empire of Jesus' day and Paul's day. So it's although it's just as evil, uh, we are, as humanity, we are, we are to belong to God, not to other people. Um, and we own nothing. We're stewards of all things. However, um, the biblical slavery is not on the evil scale, maybe a few notches less evil than the slavery of American history. But nonetheless, what we're going to see is that Philemon, um, the wealthy Roman who is a believer in Christ, it seems like he's more of a newer believer in Christ, uh, but he has a slave we're going to meet here in days to come named Onesimus. Onesimus had robbed Philemon and run away. So he was a runaway slave. And he had uh, sought refuge in the city of Rome, hopefully, probably, to find hiding among the masses. Uh, There's safety in numbers, so to speak. So Onesimus would have fled to Rome, seeking to become obscure and anonymous in the the booming metropolis of Rome. However, uh, history tells us that Onesimus meets Paul and becomes a follower of Jesus Christ. And now, as he's being sanctified by the Holy Spirit within him, along with being discipled by Paul and others like Timothy, um, we've come convicted that he needs to do the right thing. And he needs to return to Philemon to make things right. And so the purpose of Philemon's letter, of Paul's letter rather, to Philemon, is to encourage Philemon to do the right thing, to avoid the evils of human slavery, and instead treat Philemon, treat Onesimus as a brother in Christ. So that's the big picture of what Philemon is all about. So kind of brings up the issue, how do we treat people? You know, um, in the in the gospel of, of Matthew, there's the episode where James and John's mother seeks Jesus to, to, give, to do her a favor. And that favor is she asks for Jesus to let her sons, James and John, sit on either side of Jesus in his kingdom. Let one sit on the left and one sit on the right. The positions of honor. Well, Jesus kind of turns everything upside down on her, which is really right side up, and lets her know, and then all the disciples know, that if anyone wants to be the greatest among you, must be the servant of all. And if you want to be the first in greatness, you must be the slave. And so Jesus really turns things upside down. Really, right, like I said, right side up. We, as humanity, view greatness as someone who has a lot of servants, who's wealthy, who has power. But in Jesus' economy, greatness is in serving. And so that's a lesson that Philemon's going to learn. But that's also a lesson that goes for us. If you want to be great, serve your fellow man, serve your family, serve your employers and your employees. You be the servant. Because if Jesus, as he said himself in Mark chapter 10, verse 49, even I, the son of man, did not come to be served, but to serve. What is your servant heart like? I pray you walk tightly with Jesus. I'll talk to you tomorrow.